Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso and his co-host. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. The music you hear in the background is that of our amazingly gifted guest today, Shelly Johnson. And you'll hear more of her music at the end of each commercial break. Now, today's show is not religious, but with music like this, it is indeed very spiritual. And I know you're going to love it. My co-hosts are out and about, including a European tour, so I'm flying solo today. And yes, you are listening to The Spotlight, where we focus on highlighting stars and game changers. If you're a fit, we want your interview on The Spotlight. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And you can catch every episode of The Spotlight on my mobile app. Just go to TonyDURSO.com slash mobile from your Android or iPhone. And once it loads, past episodes of The Spotlight will automatically appear in column one. And column two is my other weekly show highlighting elite entrepreneurs called Revenue Chat. All right. Today, we set the stage for The Spotlight to chat with Shelly Johnson, Christian recording artist and songwriter. And as mentioned earlier, today's show is not religious, but definitely spiritual. And on that note, I have studied the world's religions multiple times as a passion. I have a great understanding of religions and the path to spirituality that many people are on. Our guest, Shelly Johnson, started writing songs at age 14 when her dad was dying of cancer. It was during that season she felt God's calling on her life to ministry and has since recorded seven studio albums, which is magnificent in my mind. Today, Shelley's a worship leader at North Point Community Church, a 36,000-strong, multi-campus church in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. She's married and a mom with a two-year-old little girl. Now, Shelley, most well-known for writing the powerful worship anthem, Power of the Cross, which has been recorded by Natalie Grant, Steve Green, and is being used in churches worldwide. Shelly has served as worship leader alongside Beth Moore, Tony Nolan, Andy Stanley, and toured North America with renowned Irish hymn writers, Keith and Kristen Getty. Truly the work of an angel, and I know you're going to agree when you listen to some of the music I've played at the end of each commercial break. Musician Shelly E. Johnson released a stunning new Christmas album, Christmas is Beautiful and is currently on her nationwide Christmas is Beautiful tour. You can visit ShellyEJohnson.com to learn more. That's Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y, the letter E, Johnson.com. ShellyEJohnson.com. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Spotlight, Shelly. Thank you so much, Tony, for having me. It's an honor to be with you today. 
Oh, thank you, Shelly. And indeed, the honor is mine to meet you. I understand that you are on tour and you're traveling about, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the Spotlight. Sure. Thanks for having me. Very cool. Shelly, we are really looking forward to learning more about you today. And I got to say, I love your music so much. I just have to say that when I first received your album, all right, I played the first song, the one our audience will hear at the end of the next commercial break. And I sat there not knowing what to expect. And then it hit me. After a moment, I truly felt like I was floating in the air. It was surreal. I sent that song to my wife and she freaked out. She said, it's the kind of music you would hear in heaven. I am serious. Chills and shivers went up and down my spine. It just blew my mind. I could talk another hour about it, Shelly. <laughs> let's take me back down to earth and let's go talk about you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now, let's see. First things first, I mentioned a little bit about you, but please, would you tell us how it all started for you? Yes. Yeah, so I'm originally from Atlanta and I grew up um, in a really sweet family. Um, music was always something that I naturally gravitated towards. I have two older sisters who both took piano lessons and I just always was fascinated with the piano. And so when I was really, really young, probably three, four or five years old, I started bugging my mom to please let me take piano lessons. But because I was kid number three, uh, she had already spent a lot of money on piano lessons and my older two sisters weren't really that into it. And so she was a little hesitant to shell out more money on piano lessons for the third kid. And so I just taught myself and started figuring it out on my own. And I think at that point, it kind of got my mom's attention and she realized, okay, maybe she's serious about this. And so I started taking piano lessons when I was eight and I just jumped in with both feet, um, just started playing classical music as soon as I possibly could, and just fell in love with the piano. So a lot of my childhood was classical piano and children's choir and church choir and school choir, and music was pretty much my entire world. Um, and when I was a kid, I think if you had asked me when I was probably 10 years old, what is your dream when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? I think my answer would have been, either to be the next Celine Dion or to be a concert classical pianist who got to travel the world with symphony orchestras. And so I was pretty much on a path to some form of music on some level. And then when I was 14, as you mentioned earlier, uh, my dad was very suddenly out of the blue diagnosed with very aggressive cancer. Um, and it was just totally devastating and just really stopped all of us in our tracks. And so that was really a life-changing moment for me. Um, up to that point, I was what I would call just a cultural Christian. I had grown up in church, and I kind of knew all the Bible stories and the felt board stories and just the things that you learn from going to, to Sunday school and things like that. But it wasn't really real to me until I was faced with the possibility of my dad possibly not being with us anymore. And so I just dove you know, both feet into scripture, just wanting to get to know this God that I had grown up hearing about. And, and it was at that point that I really feel like I um, discovered a personal relationship with Jesus and um, started writing songs and just everything that our family was going through, everything that I was going through, you know, music was such a huge outlet for me. And so naturally, when I'm dealing with all these emotions of watching my, my dad battle this illness, 
my natural place was to just go sit at the piano and just pour my heart out and play and cry and pray. And so it was during that season, I was in the eighth grade and I would just sit there for hours and play. And so I started to write songs and songs started to happen. And I started to have opportunities to share those songs with people. And um, I went to a really big public high school with about 3,500 students. And I was the piano player for all the chorus classes. And so my chorus teacher knew about what our family was going through. And so sometimes at the end of chorus class, she would ask me to just go sit at the piano and um, just share some of the new songs I had been writing. So here I am in this huge public high school with, you know, classmates that are, you know, Hindu, Buddhist, Jewish, Muslim, atheist, Christian, you know, nothing, you know, just from all different walks of life. And I'm just sitting there sharing my story and sharing my songs and telling them, you know, what I felt like God was teaching me through all of this. And, and then I, what would start to happen is I would share my songs. And then, you know, later that day in the hallway, these kids would come up to me just in tears and start telling me what they were going through and how the songs had, had ministered to them. And so God really used all of that to start to ignite my heart to ministry and just to the power of music and the power of singing truth over people and singing hope over people. And so I knew um, the night my dad passed away, he died on New Year's Eve of 1999. I was a freshman in high school. And the night that he passed away, it was just this very pivotal moment for me of I had two choices. I could turn my back on God and be so disappointed and hurt and angry, which I was all of those things at that moment. Or I could continue to trust him as I had been and just continue that he would be faithful and that he would bring about good out of all of this pain. And so that's what I decided to do. And I knew that moment that he wanted me to pursue music and use it as a ministry and not just use it for myself, but use it to help other people. And so that was pretty much, I'm a very, the way my personality is, I'm, I'm a very literal person, very black and white, very straightforward kind of person. And so when you tell me to do something, I'm pretty much going to do it. Um, and so that was a very clear calling, I felt like, from God. And so it set me on a path of, you know, at 14 years old, I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. So how do I get there? And what do I need to do to make it happen? And so I... Um, I knew I wanted to go to college and study music. And through my high school, I discovered Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. I ended up getting a pretty large scholarship there for music. So I went to Belmont, studied music, graduated 2007. And then when, after I graduated, I just started pursuing this artist thing, just the best I knew how. Just started scheduling concerts and leading worship for women's retreats and conferences and pretty much anything I could do, I would try to get, you know, get to do and um, yeah, so that's just kind of how it all started. And then just from there, just continued writing with people and ex networking and exploring creative opportunities and things just kind of continued to grow from there. So that's just a little snapshot into how it all began. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing all that, Shelly. And I do feel for you on the loss of your dad. I've lost both of my parents as well as my oldest brother to cancer. And I totally Aww. share in, in that. And I, and I understand what goes through. And so I, so there's a whole new level for me on that and what you've done and how you've persevered is nothing sort of astounding. And, and I'm sorry to my spotlight audience. I'm going to say these words quite a bit because you've got 
to hear this music. I'm not just joking. These are just mere words out of my mouth when I say it gives me shivers up and down my spine. It was real. And on that note, I must say, just because I understand this on another level, first of all, your piano is amazing. I personally love piano, especially the syncopated type of piano. And you do that in some of your songs so majestically. It's it's just amazing. And I must say, I have, I, I tease my audience sometimes and I call myself a one hit wonder. I've written about 50 songs and one of them, I actually went through the full production, performed and everything. Wow. And that, thank you. That song called Flying, it's instrumental only, is on the intro and extra of my other uh, high profile weekly talk show revenue chat. And you can hear that on that show, the intro and the outro. And it's, um, it's, it's really good. It's mostly guitars. There's about four different guitars on there. And it's, it's a really nice piece, but it's so much work to produce a piece of music. That's mm. the point I'm getting that I understand. And you've created seven albums. You've written all these songs. You've, you've been through it all really magnificent. So I appreciate that very much. Mm. Thank you so much. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, we continue the chat with Shelley Johnson, Christian recording artist and songwriter. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. As the spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at TonyDURSO.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at TonyDURSO.com. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDURSO.com slash community. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the vision map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDURSO.com 
slash vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDURSO.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight. Today's show is with Shelly Johnson, Christian recording artist and songwriter. Here's a preview of her song, Angels We Have Heard on High Medley. just a little bit why why do you do what you do this you felt that this was your calling you felt that you needed to do this and was it like the more you did it the more the stronger you felt I'd I'd love if you could give us a little more info on that yeah you know it's interesting how your calling kind of evolves as you grow and mature and live more life Um, I think you'd asked me when I was 14 when I first went through all of that tragedy and first discovered this calling, my answer would have been, you know, to use music to minister to people. And I think what's really beautiful is that that, even though I've been doing this a long time now, I'm 32 now, so I was 14. So what is that, 18 years, I guess, 18 years ago, I felt that first calling. And I think what's really beautiful is that that is still very much the same exact calling. Um, I think it's just, I've discovered in my own life just how powerful music is and how healing it was for me just in 
working through the things that I was going through and just how, for me personally, it's just such a huge way that I connect with my creator and the way that I feel connected to him. And so I think that that's true for a lot of other people as well. And so it's just been really neat to, to see how that calling has grown and, and morphed and changed, but this, at the root of it, the, the root calling of using music to minister to people and to give hope to people is still very much the same today. Very cool. I understand that. I'm totally with you on that. And I'd love if you could share a little, perhaps, advice or wisdom for our audience, our spotlight audience. You've gone through a major tragedy at a young age, and some of us have that. Some of us are living with someone that's bedridden or in home care, hospice care, or what have you. And I'd love to know if you could help enlighten them because some of them are going through a very rough time. What would you, what would you say to share to our listeners that are going through this, please? Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. You know, I think one of the things that I learned, one of the things that I'm grateful for having gone through that is I think there was a lot of well-meaning, well-intentioned people surrounding our family at that time that would say things. And I would call it, you know, these Christianese statements like, oh, well, you know, God is just testing you or, oh, well, he is good or oh, like they would just make these just massive statements that just seemed very, they were definitely well-intentioned and while they are true, they just aren't always the right best things to share with someone that's in the middle of grief and in the middle of tragedy and in the middle of dealing with the fear and the things that they're dealing with. And so that's something I'm grateful for because I think now when I talk to people who are in that, I, I tend to just have a slightly different perspective and just, you know, acknowledge that it's perfectly okay to acknowledge that it's just awful, you know, that it's terrible. And um, there's so many things about this world and this life that don't make any sense and that we don't understand. But there is one thing that I have learned to be true. And it's that somehow in some mysterious and miraculous way, God does use everything we go through to bring about a greater good in us than what we can see at the time. And it's really hard, nearly impossible to see it at the time. But it's one of those things that when you look back, you can find these little nuggets of gold and say, well, I'm grateful for that. And had this not happened, then this would have never happened. And for me, that moment is just the life that I lead today, I honestly don't know where I would be had I not gone through the tragedy of losing my dad. Because I think about the person that I was before he got sick. I was just a very, you know, shallow, self-centered, just typical eighth grade girl, just totally not caring about anything deep or meaningful. And then when, when all of that happened, it literally just got my attention and stopped me in my tracks. And completely changed the course of my life. And I firmly believe that I, I mean, I don't even know what I would be doing today or who I would be or who I would be married to or what my life would look like or any of that had I not gone through that tragedy. And while that sounds great, it's still hard because I still wish that my dad was here. I still wish that, you know, we didn't have to lose him. I remember when my daughter was born you're in this moment of, you know, having a baby and there's all this chaos and nurses and people running in and out of the room. And it's just, there should be so many great emotions, which I was feeling all these great emotions. But I remember 
the moment that they handed her to me and I saw her little face for the first time of all the thoughts that I could have been thinking, the very first thought that I had was a sad thought of, I wish he was here, just missing my dad and wishing that he could be there with us to get to meet my daughter and get to hold her. And so it's just crazy how life is just a constant collision of great joy and great grief all at the same moment. But I think that to me, that's what proves to me that we are not made for this world, that we are made for a perfect world because there's something in us that knows that's not the way it should be. There's something in us that groans for things to be better. And so to me, that, that's the proof that I have of knowing that we were created by a loving and a good and a perfect creator that wants good and perfect things for us. And so, you know, for me, just the things I've learned, it's, it's just learning to accept and embrace the, the, the painful and the difficult things in the same way that I accept and embrace the wonderful things. And that sounds crazy and it's very hard to do, but I've just seen how God uses all of those things to bring about a greater good and that we become better people and we become closer to who I think we were created to be when we were able to do that. Very touching. Thank you so much for sharing that. I can totally relate and I totally agree on all of your points and what you say. We have to use this to, we continue. We just literally and honestly and truly can't just lay down and stop. We have to continue. Mm -hmm. We have to carry on, but it sometimes sets us on a different course and this is the course you were meant to be. And it's, it's amazing. And I'm very thankful that you've gone into music and shared this with us because it's truly quite a delight as our audience will hear as they hear more and more of this at the commercial breaks. Mm. And now that's taken you from music. So now, and perhaps taken you also to realize a calling, but I believe you're very passionate now as a worship leader in your church. Can you, can you tell mm -hmm. us more about that? Yeah. So I started, I actually started leading worship when I was uh, 12 years old. I, I went to this private school and we had chapel every Friday morning and my chorus teacher, um, she asked me to lead worship one Friday morning. And so here I am, this little twig leg, you know, buck tooth, little scrawny 12 year old little girl with glasses and braces. And <laughs> here I am <laughs> sitting, you know, at this 10 foot grand piano in this gorgeous chapel, you know, leading, singing songs and leading the whole school in worship. And so it's, it's something that, you know, that's where it started. The whole worship leading thing started for me then. And then, uh, you know, I led all through high school for youth group and FCA at school and just different things like that. And then when I went to college uh, at Belmont in Nashville, there was a church there that my husband and I were really involved in. And um, the worship pastor there, just great, great guy, just in incredible heart for mentoring and leading and helping develop future leaders. And so he recognized a lot of the skills and leadership qualities in me you know, as a 20-year-old, 19, 20-year-old. And so he really made it a, a point to invest in me and to uh, help just give me a place to ask questions and give me, it was really kind of a training ground. Um, so I said, it was a huge church. It was about a six, 7,000, you know, weekly attended church. And so I started getting the lead worship there pretty regularly. And um, God just started to really stir in me a passion for the, just the church and, uh, 
you know, those of you who are listening, who have, you know, are involved in church world or attend a church, you, you kind of know sometimes there's, there's a little bit of, um, rather than being a unified place, there, there can be a little bit of division when it comes to worship and style and what songs do we sing and what kind of service is it and what kind of lighting do we have and what kind of elements are in the service. And, you know, there's just all this stuff that goes into it. And I just started to see a lot of churches struggling with that, just struggling to find unity in that. And God just used a lot of those experiences to kind of stir in me a passion for creating unity. And so for me as a worship leader, something I'm really passionate about when I plan a service or anything like that, I'm always trying to think what's going to bring generations together rather than divide. So how can we create this service in such a way that's going to engage people the most, that's going to bring them together the most um, and so that's something that's been really fun over the last few years to just see that grow and develop. And uh, the church that I'm in now at North Point, it's, it's very much a, um, a slogan is they want to be a church that unchurched people love to attend. And so it's been a really, um, I've only been there for about two years and it's been a really fascinating church environment to get to work in because it's not your traditional liturgical, you know, uh, old school kind of church approach. It's very much a modern, very new approach to doing church. And so I've been really fascinated just getting to experience it from that angle and getting to, you know, getting to lead worship for people that, you know, it's probably their first time ever stepping foot in the door of a church ever. And so that's been, you know, that's really helped me grow as a worship leader, just in how I set up songs. You know, when you've been in a I think this is true of any industry, no matter if you're in the medical industry or the business world or the finance world, whatever world you're in, you kind of get used to the language of that field and you just say things without even thinking about it because that's the work that you do and you live it and eat it and breathe it every day. And I think church world is the same. There's all these phrases that we use and things that we say that we just don't even really think about necessarily what it might mean to someone who doesn't understand it. And so even just how I set up a song, if I'm leading a song in a church service on a Sunday, I have to rethink how I'm going to set up this song because, you know, the person sitting in the third row might not, you know, they might not have a clue about any context for what we're singing about. And so it's really helped me grow as a, as a worship leader and, and just share from a more personal, from a more personal place and not be on autopilot so much. Um, and that's something I'm really grateful for because I don't ever want to be on autopilot when I'm leading people in worship. And so it's been really cool. And I think, you know, traveling around too, I've gotten to experience different churches. You know, last weekend we were at a Presbyterian church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, you know, so it's just different, different flavors, different tastes. And so that's been really fun just to kind of see how different people groups, you know, express worship and do different things. So that's very cool, Shelly, and I really appreciate you sharing this with us and taking us inside your world and this particular world. It's very cool. I'm just sitting there imagining, you know, listening to some of your songs and hearing your inspiration, which the audience will hear throughout the commercial breaks. It, they're so inspirational and angelic. It's, it's got to be quite an uplifting experience. So very cool on that. I really appreciate knowing more about that. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Shelley Johnson, Christian recording artist and songwriter. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. 
See you back here in just a moment. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDurso.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDurso.com slash vision. V-I-S-I-O-N. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDurso.com slash community. As the spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, New sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at TonyDurso.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at TonyDurso.com. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight. Today's show is with Shelly Johnson, Christian recording artist and songwriter. And here is a preview of her song, Joy to the World. See 
You've written seven albums. I'd like to know a little bit more about this latest album and what led you to create this this magnificent masterpiece, please. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think a lot of artists at some point, they think, oh, it would be fun to do a Christmas album. And for me, you know, I'm a huge Celine Dion fan and her Christmas album is just one of my top three Christmas albums. And so, you know, I just, I love Christmas. I mean, who doesn't love Christmas? I love Christmas. I love just the, the, the wonder and the awe and just the magic that that time of year brings. And musically, I think, you know, having grown up around music and Christmas concerts and musicals and pageants and, you know, all the stuff that I was involved in as a kid, Christmas was always tied so closely with lots of music events and lots of concerts and musical expressions. And so it was just always such a fun time of year. And so I felt like, you know, last year I, I got to a point where I started to think, you know, I've been doing this over 10 years now. It's probably a good time to maybe think about a Christmas album. And just the more I, and uh, what started to happen is a lot of places that I would go, they would ask me, you know, do you have a Christmas album? Do you do Christmas? And no. And, you know, I didn't have a Christmas album yet. And so I just thought, well, let's, let's do something about that. And so, yeah, this album was so much fun musically. It was just on a totally different level than anything I've ever done, just creatively, musically, sonically. It was so much fun to work on it and really fun to see these songs come to life. And yeah, and I'm excited because the good thing about a Christmas album is you only really get four weeks a year to really promote it. So that means that you get to do it again the next year and the next year and the next year. So that's one of the things that sets a Christmas album apart from any other album is, you know, with most albums, you record the album, you promote the album, you release it, you tour it, you share it. And then, you know, after about a year, like, okay, well, we've all moved on now, you know? Um, But with Christmas album, it's one of those things that every year you can come back to it and share it again and do another Christmas tour. And so I, I hope that I'll get to share and sing these songs for, you know, the next decade at least. So I'm excited about that. Very cool, Shelly. And I am sure that the audience is going to love your music and play it every year. And by the way, over the holidays, my wife and I are taking a, taking some time off in a break. We're going to go be driving up into the mountains. And mm. my wife, when she heard your music, she said, please make sure I put it in the playlist because that's what we're going to be listening to Aww. all the way while we're driving in and out of, we're going to be in God's country. So what better music? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Thank you. You've done seven. This is a Christmas album. Can you paint a little picture? Oh, before I forget, the audience by now is saying like, Hello, where can I get it? So can you give us any details of where can we get your music? Yes. So if you want um, digital, the digital version, there's iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much all of the digital music platforms. It's out there on all of those. Uh, And you can just search Shelly E. Johnson Christmas and it'll come up. And then if you want like a physical album, um, those are really easy. You just go to my website, ShellyEJohnson.com. And uh, there's a a store on the website and uh, you can order them from there. Well, good. All right. I encourage the spotlight audience, get that digital download for sure. Get that in your phone or your laptop or iPad or what have you. Such great stuff as you're going to hear here and out here and there throughout the commercial breaks. All right. 
That's a Christmas album. Can you paint a little picture in terms of the type of music with your other albums and perhaps what sets this apart or is it the same? Can you just kind of give us that overview, please? Yeah. So all of my other albums up to this point, you know, have been very much contemporary Christian worship music, that kind of vein. But with this album, while there's definitely some songs that are very much in that flair for sure. Um, one of the things that, that I wanted to do with this album was to sing some of my favorite quote unquote secular Christmas songs, just classics, jazz, you know, have yourself a merry little Christmas, let it snow, white Christmas, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, just all those kind of songs that are just fun and festive. Um, so that's what definitely sets this album apart from all the others is as the first time I've ever gotten to record jazz um, you know, pop, rock, just so many different styles, which was really, really fun. Um, I think if you ask any music artist, when you function in the same genre for all of your life, um, it's really freeing and really fun to get to record and sing other styles that you wouldn't normally get to sing. And so jazz being a great example of that. I've never recorded jazz music before, but we had a lot of fun with some of the songs on the album. So yeah, that was probably one of the one of the highlights for me was just the creative freedom to get to explore other areas of music. Very cool, very cool. And let me ask you, Shelley, you're so young. What does the future hold for you in terms of your career, your music? Where where are you going, please? Yeah, honestly, I would love I'm I really love, you know, where I am right now. I just feel like more and more opportunities are opening up, just getting connected with you know, more and more people are learning about my music and that's turning into opportunities to go play in states we've never been to and cities we've never been to. And so I feel like this Christmas album has has really opened up a new era for me. Just, you know, we've already got Christmas tour dates in the works for next year and just really excited to kind of see where this thing goes. And I, I would love to, you know, get to a place where I'm just continuing to do, you know, more of what I'm already doing. And just getting to do that on just, you know, a bigger level, you know, right now I'm at the point where, you know, I travel with my band, but we're, you know, we're not at the point where we've got like full blown tour bus and all of that yet. I would love to get to that point eventually um, to get to take my family with me and, you know, get to have full blown, you know, several week long tours where we're kind of going all over the place. So, yeah. And I think that's something, you know, that very much is, is in the near future if, you know, things continue as they are. And so I'm just really grateful and excited for that. And, you know, I think becoming a mom in the last two years has also just captivated my heart. I absolutely love being a mom. I love being with my little girl. And so I think having a good balance of traveling, but also being home is really important to me because I just really want to be there for her and uh, be, you know, super involved in her life. And so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm really grateful for where things are and excited to see kind of where they go from here. That's very cool, Shelly. And I've seen a lot of your Twitter posts with you and your little girl and how happy you are to have that quality mom-daughter time just hanging out, watching stuff. So that's very cool. And I've also seen the snippets of you with your band having mm -hmm. fun, doing the music. So cool. I, I don't know what it is yet about, about it, but it's just so cool to just see the inside snippets of the people that have performed and put together something that's extraordinary. In my mind, it's absolutely extraordinary. Oh, thank and you. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. They're really great. They're really great guys. It's fun to travel with people that are, 
that are like-minded and like-hearted and, you know, also have families and wives and kids and, you know, but are also passionate about music and about sharing music. So it's definitely a really unique dynamic. Um, It's really fun to get to be part of that. That's very cool. This is the spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, Shelly shares more insights and her contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. As the spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com, and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com slash community. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. V-I-S-I-O-N. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDURSO.com. Now, back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight. Today's show is with Shelly Johnson, Christian recording artist and songwriter. And here is a preview of her song. Christmas is Beautiful, which is also the name of her album. Snow falls gently down To the strange and lovely sound of Laughter in the night As music swirls and fills the sky 
Many people are not necessarily musicians or inspired to do music or it's not their thing, it's not their calling, it's not their forte. You know, it might be a little side hobby like me now and then I write some songs. What advice would you give our audience in terms of whatever they can do to, let's say, propel them or help give them a little push into what their calling or their gifts really are and to pursue that? What would you say to our audience? please, to help them along? Yeah, I would say never give up because I've definitely had, I won't go into my whole musical industry story, but I've had a lot of professional letdowns. Just uh, the first label deal that I signed, just super excited and just all these hopes and, you know, expectations attached to it. And the label went bankrupt, you know, halfway through the first album and kind of fell apart. And I've just, I've just had a lot of really crazy things happen early on that really were very discouraging and had the potential to be career ending, you know, and, but I just, the passion within me was always greater than the struggles around me. And so I just knew that I was meant to do this and that no matter what, I was just going to keep moving forward. And, um, so I think, you know, that's been a huge part of me getting to this place was just not giving up and just continuing to press on and continuing to work hard and, and wake up every day and just do what was in my heart to do and not let circumstances and, you know, outside forces, not let that influence my inner resolve for what I was doing. And so, yeah, I would say that's the probably the single most important thing that has gotten me, you know, has gotten me through is just working hard and not giving up. I really appreciate you sharing that with us, Shelly. And I couldn't agree more to our spotlight audience, whatever you're good at, whatever your passion is, even if it's not what you do for your day job or your career, just keep working on that because that's what makes you feel good. That's what inspires you. That's what brings you up and lifts you up. And who knows, something great may come of it. So I always, always you know, ask people, follow your passion as best as possible and keep on it and amazing things happen. Mm -hmm. Just absolutely love that point of view and that 
that advice. So I thank you for that. If the audience wants to reach you, they can get a hold of you at ShellyEJohnson.com. Is that right? That is right. Yeah, there's a contact form on there and it literally comes straight to my email. So um, it's very easy to get, get in touch with me. All right. Well, we're nearly at the end of this amazing interview. And by now, the audience has heard some of your pieces through the commercial breaks. And, and I really hope agree more and more of how amazing this is. I'd like to know if do you have any last words in closing to our audience, please. Yeah, no, I would just say, um, I think this album is very much a, a picture of just kind of my heart and just the things that I have learned and come through. And so I hope that um, those of you that are out there that, you know, maybe Christmas is kind of a dreaded time of year and you're just, you know, not really looking forward to the season. I hope that these songs could just remind you of the hope and the, and the joy that Christmas brings to us and uh, the reason why we have hope. And so um, I hope that these songs can carry you through that season in the same way that music carried me through my darkest, my darkest times. Very cool. Very cool. Well said. And I truly hope that your music helps inspire a lot of the audience because it's amazing. No matter what religion you are, no matter if you have no religion, it's just spiritual. It's uplifting. It's, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> All right. Such an amazing interview with Shelly Johnson, Christian recording artist and songwriter. Shelly, thank you so much for sharing all this with us and taking the time to hang out with the Spotlight audience. I just love it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. It was great to meet with you. Great, great, great. And to our Spotlight audience, thanks again. It's our honor to have you listen. All right. Keep your focus on success and we'll see you next on the Spotlight. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights will turn away down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight. How I hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm Oh, the fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye But as long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When you finally kiss goodnight How I hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home Enjoyed this week's edition of the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and his special VIP co-host. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.